Welcome. We are Criddle Me This, and this is our new Dungeons & Dragons podcast. So this is session zero for the Tiragoth University story. And to be honest, unfortunately, the first few episodes are probably going to have terrible audio. We are amateurs, and we are working on that to perfect it. But we do at least hope you enjoy the characters and the story building that will happen during this. So, stay tuned. Criddle Me This is a Dungeons & Dragons live play podcast featuring original characters and campaigns developed by the participating players. Any similarities to other stories, characters, or campaigns is purely coincidental. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not reflective of the creators of Dungeons & Dragons. This podcast is rated I for I don't think you're ready for this jelly. But if you insist on listening, you might as well bring some peanut butter. I would say, uh, welcome back to Criddle Me This, but it's more just welcome back to you guys, right? Hey! Um, finally together to start this new adventure. Um, so, I say, why don't we just go around, go around and introduce ourselves as people, so we know who, or they will know who we are. And uh, oh, as they, real people, as real people. Okay. <laughs> yes, I am Nathan Canal. I don't know if you want me to say more than that. <laughs> What's, uh, got any experience? No, 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 no. This is my first game ever. <laughs> I don't, I've never read the rule book. <laughs> None of us know how to read. <laughs> never learned how to read. Somebody was kind enough to donate to us the pictorial version of the player's handbook. It's like that little game where you have two pictures and you have to guess what it is. Exactly, and alignment in this book is just as confusing. Oh. Yes. I got a book for you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Just distracted by the book, sorry. <laughs> Hi everybody, my name is Matt Flanagan. I am playing D&D with the Curdle Me This crew. Um, it's been a while since we've gotten together. Uh, you might hear me cough a little bit. Uh, hashtag allergies not Dorona, so don't have me. I uh, hope everybody's doing good, and I look forward to Justin's campaign. And sitting to the left of me is the, I was going to say vaporous, but that's probably not a word, or even good if it is. So here's this lady. Hey. Uh, my name is Amanda Griffey. I started playing D&D with these guys Oh, two years ago? Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and in, <laughs> in that time, I have learned very little, but <laughs> I have had a great time. I enjoy it thoroughly. And I'm ready to get my nerd on. Yeah. Hey, where are we going in a couple days? Just to. Oh, oh, you mean me and you? Yeah. We're, we're going to Dragon Con. Oh, yeah. Been yeah. Down to Atlanta for DC. By the time this podcast is published, we will have already had a blast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead and tell us what y'all did. <laughs> I sang karaoke. I... Oh, man, there was this wild party <laughs> at the Hyatt's. Hey, hey, what happens at DragonCon stays at DragonCon. Well, that's all I'm going to say about it. It was, it was wild. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Justin Shoemaker, the DM of this particular campaign. Woo! Yes. Oh, hello. And we're a dog-friendly podcast. 
<laughs> um, alright, guys. There, there's cables in there. That's all that's in there. <laughs> Pugsley, our pug mascot, is shoulders deep in this basket of audio cables, and it's it's as adorable as it sounds. Oh, bless him. <laughs> yeah, our uh, our new logo should have like a pug face. Really oh, criddle me this. Yes. <laughs> Either like is like a Viking helmet. He's a warrior, and maybe maybe um, Dixie is uh, rolling dice or something. Can you imagine getting the dice with like their like little logo of them on there. <laughs> <Can you do laughs> that? He's that, the twenty. He's the not twenty to pug face. <laughs> 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 All right, so I got a little bit of reading for you guys. No. Well, I'm going to do the reading. Um, I'm glad one of us can read. No, it's still pictures, but <laughs> I'm going to try to use words. Uh, All right, so. From the beginning of time, tales of legendary heroes and adventurers have been spread far and wide. Every race of being had their own hero. The one they wanted to be when they grew older and stronger. Some legends were even cross-cultured. Some shared amongst a few with a very different upbringing. These stories would teach lessons, inspire the imagination, and even use to frighten the rowdier of children. The line between myth and reality was at times hard to determine. How could these legends accomplish these great feats? Could they? Well, that is the fun part of these stories, isn't it? The possibility. But there was one hero, one legend, that surpassed all others. Tiragoth was no myth. His accomplishments could easily be traced through the history. The impact he left still lingered in the world. His tale is told among all races, with embellishments, maybe, but consistent when it comes to his every feat. Tiragoth, also known as the Dragon King, a name given to him for his part in pushing Tiamat back into the abyss five centuries ago. After his world saving was done, Tiragoth wished to prepare the future generations and protect them with the knowledge and experience he could provide. So Tiragoth University was born. Unlike any other learning facility, Tiragoth was about hands-on learning and competition. He created five factions, headed by his loyal followers to oversee the students compete and test, and then choose amongst them who they wished to be in their faction. Aspiring adventurers came from far and wide to compete. Not all were accepted, but they continued to stay close by and try again every year. From this, a city was raised and the population grew. This city is called Goth's Hollow and is now, in modern times, a wealthy commerce city and the capital of the land Drida. Tiragoth University still stands strong as the symbol of power in Goth's Hollow. New adventurers come every year to test their skills. Tiragoth and his followers may be long gone, but his memory 
his inspiration, his story, still stands strong. The need for Tiragoth University and its young inhabitants grow deeper every day. The third great elven orc war seems to be brewing and strange happenings are being reported through Drita. But internally, there is a darkness that hovers over Tirakoth, a darkness that has yet to be discovered. It hides in the shadows. It hides behind the eyes of the angry, the misled, and it is growing and it is coming. One went so dark, Harry. <laughs> that is the intro. For so do, do we put on a hat to get inside to our factions? Yes. <laughs> yes, I you do. Love it. No, a bonnet. <laughs> well, see, the difference is I added one more. I know. <laughs> totally different. Yeah, yeah, completely different. <laughs> the, the rules are totally made up on who actually wins this co- competition. <laughs> exactly. Dumbledore stands. I mean, the headmaster stands in front of him. Oh, let me mark out this goblet of fire thing. On the, right. <laughs> okay. the, oh, quad with the quad sorcerer's chalice. <laughs> All right. Like so that. basically, as I read, this is a story <clears throat> of you as adventurers attending this prestigious school. Um, Tiragoth University, which basically birthed the whole entire city, um, just from the pool that it had on adventurers and the younger generation as they all grew older. Right, it's a university town. Okay, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a subtle lane. <laughs> we're, we're sharing a mic tonight, so I'm just like, hey, Justin, we're getting real close and personal. Yeah, I mean that's fairly common around. Around most good universities have a town built around them, yeah. sort of like college road. Right, it's a thing. Yeah. So yeah, that can exist in D and D too. Yeah. I'm down with it. And uh, mostly, it's like it became wealthy because obviously the people there and then the students that come, and then it basically created an entire trade group based on the needs of the university. So. Right, so the university created a, an infrastructure and they're from, you know, different trades probably yeah. attached themselves to this nuclear city. Right, and to, so and Tiergoth <clears throat> makes up, uh, you know, probably over half of what the city actually is because the university is huge. But Now, um, now what's our mascot? Uh, well, I guess that might be, uh, according on how well you do in the exams, it could be you. <laughs> Go fighting me. <laughs> Dreams. <laughs> All right. So, uh, any questions? So many. So many. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, go ahead. Uh, rotate here. Okay. Um, so, anyone who wants to attend the university <clears throat> can attempt entry. Um, Bypassing a series of, of tests, yeah, things exams, like yeah. exams. Okay, um, and and if they pass, then they're sorted. So, okay, for so, lack of a better term, I mean. Yeah. So basically, the way it works is like you have three mm-hmm. exams, and um, and all they're really doing it's not really a, like a pass fail type thing. I mean, it sort of is, but it's not. It's like a draft. 
Yeah, they they test your you on different skills and abilities. Okay. And then the factions get together, the heads of the factions, and they'll choose from the that year's group if they want them in their faction or not. So if you don't get chosen, obviously you got to try again next year. Um, and whether or not you get told why you didn't get chosen, I guess is up to the faction. Ah, so it's like what, applying what, for jobs. Well, one of our characters doesn't get picked. It's, you're out of the campaign. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's over. You're on snack duty. You um, failed. Leave. Yeah. So you called it a draft, but I'm picturing it more like. Well, I think it's like skills day and like sports where you well, go I'm, out, show what you can do. I'm thinking more like, com- you know, com- grade com- school dodgeball picking teams, yeah. <laughs> except there's five teams. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, Timmy might not get picked and yeah, he, he gets get sacrificed to the Nazgul. <laughs> what? Just thought I'd throw out a unique dynamic if we It's could. canon now. Oh, yeah, it's, it's part of it. Uh, so, uh, I guess like this last little bit too, I'll kind of explain a little bit of how everything works, right? Okay. So, we already discussed the exams. Uh, so, if you get chose by your faction, they have like, I guess it's kind of like barracks that you can go live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you basically will live on the school, uh, you know, just like normal college type stuff. Um, but anyway, the school receives requests from uh, either uh, Goss Hollow or any of the other cities that. Uh, are on the borders or and possibly even further according on the need um and so based on the difficulty a your head head of faction will choose a group based on their skills to be sent out on these missions um and basically it's a reward system that is created uh so obviously the school gets paid for the missions but the the students uh say that in quotes but the students don't get paid it's kind of like a you credit get, you system. get credit hours yeah. okay. for, you get credit hours for well, risking your life in a way yeah, but it, it's like it's a credit system. i double majored it's a credit system that is basically their own currency inside of the school oh, that's, that's even worse yeah so it's We're like slave labor um yeah pretty much <laughs> but it so it basically gets I'm a theater kid. I've been experiencing this all of my life <laughs> literally. So uh, go go uh go uh, change this light out. Uh, it might electrocute you, but it's fine. It's you're fine. Go ahead. Go stand next to them with a broomstick. It's fine. You might get to be on the stage next time though. Yeah. That's Great. 240 feet in the air. Um so basically uh the more the more missions that you succeed on uh, or more quests that you succeed on, the more that you build up that credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on the school grounds is not just like adventurers, there's like tradesmen, stuff that you would find. So you would be able to go in there and buy like equipment and tools and certain items <laughs> that you would use in your first, um, or not in your next missions. But on your first mission, they kind of give you a loner. So. So, so there very well may be clerical people as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Doing the paperwork. The paperwork. So there yeah. are the clerics and the clerics. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the clerics and the clerics. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So basically, the, the it, it comes down to just 
The more, stronger you grow, the more dangerous the missions they'll send you on. Uh, but also the better equipped that you can get to prepare for said mission. Well, this sounds... This sounds fun. I am excited about this. I mean, obviously that's just the world. There's a whole over... <laughs> Overstory that goes along with it. Yeah, I'm sure we're not just like going to classes <laughs> yeah, for eight mission, periods. Mission. And... Well, there's no classes really. Yeah, it's, well, I'm... yeah. I mean, there's like there's certain training. Um, yeah, like train robbing 101. And... Yeah, train robbing 101. That's you awesome. know history of the mall 341. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, practical no. assassinations. <laughs> Basically, in your downtime, you can choose how you spend your time there's training grounds there's like uh you know library places that you can you know either advance your magic your knowledge your expertise or just try to get better with the i'm currently back in school trying to finish up my bachelor's and i can tell you for one i'd love to use them all on some of my professors i finished thursday <laughs> Muzzle top. Yeah. Congratulations. I've still got <laughs> this and then two more semesters and then hopefully I will be a college graduate. Yay! Basically now, if y'all have any other questions y'all may ask. I think I'm good. I think this is going to be one of those scenarios that I, I think you've got a lot planned out and mm -hmm. it's going to be one of those things that I'm going to need to encounter it before mm -hmm. I can you know, educate myself yeah. or, or do well, anything. Basically so, what I'm asking is if y'all have any confusion on how the school well, works or anything like so that. So are we going to be coming in as, you know, essentially, you know, into these tasks? Like we are not, we are just new applicants trying to get in. Right. And do we get transfer credit from um, Nazgul Community College uh, no. from any of our coursework there? Okay. No. Um, how many applicants every year are um, chosen, accepted? Like how big of a... Or is that going to matter? Like, how big of a class are we going into? Um, well, basically, it averages uh, each faction will probably usually choose between two to five people according on how good the uh, group of applicants are. But it's an up and down thing. It's not a guarantee. There's been years of, like, no new uh, students and stuff like that. But it's just, like, it's, yeah, it's according. It's according. Yeah, and I mean, you got to face off also against like sort of veteran test takers oh. because there's like people who have took it many, many times. So it's like they know what they're about okay. and stuff like that, but also still haven't passed. So. What, what is the mean kid faction? Uh, the, that's probably the golden child one. <laughs> the pure bloods? Yeah. <laughs> the pure bloods, indeed. Okay, so for this next part, I actually want to go through, and y'all can give some descriptions of y'all's characters, oh. and then I get to ask the questions. So, who wants to go first? No. <laughs> With his mouth full. All right. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Uh, my character is Sven Urbenberger, named... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> no, no, it was oh. named by my nine-year-old daughter. Okay. I love it. That's fair. <laughs> Which is so, it, it, it worked out. <laughs> I'm spinning rubber dervin. That may change as we go through, so. Please, like, every time you say your full name, like, 
It needs to change slightly. <laughs> um, so Sven, um, Sven is a tabaxi assassin rogue. Uh, while he hasn't reached his full potential, he's shown great promise in all things deviant. Mm-hmm. Um, on the streets, Fen uh, is the guy to go for, to is the guy that you go to to get things. He's he's the man that you um, he's the man that knows how to get whatever you need. Um, oh, he's Doctor Feelgood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and some of those things might be hard to find. His proudest accomplishment uh, was taking a unicorn's horn without even waking up <coughs> the unicorn. He likes to brag to everybody about that. Yeah, could you give us details how he did that? Maybe later. Uh, but a magician never, <coughs> you know, reveals his tricks. Yeah. I'm definitely putting the unicorn in this. <laughs> magician or liar? <laughs> <laughs> Sven comes from a family of tabaxi where his father is a blacksmith and his mother is a scullery maid for various royalty and the well-to-do of the um, (coughs) town and the surrounding suburbs. Uh, Sven actually turned to a life of being a rogue and uh, being a thief for his little sister, Emily, when she developed uh, this odd illness that no one in the village could cure. As a traveler came through calling and told Sven if he could steal a small stone from a nearby castle, he would cure Emily's ailment, which, you know, that was a no-duh for Sven. You know, he loves his little sister. Uh, This is when Sven actually realized he was good, and I mean really good at being a rogue. So why'd you choose assassin background? Well, so as we've played D&D, I've kind of rolled through the different classes and... I know I kind of take a different approach than everybody that I've ever met, ever, that plays D&D. They want to go hardcore. They want to stack and build and make these overpowered characters. Um, And really, my goal was to see how strong of a character or how well I could play a character that had just fundamental roots. I've always believed that, you know, if you're going to do something, you have to learn the fundamentals well before you can get into the advanced stuff. That's that. Yeah, yeah, when she comes in. All right. Um, Take who? <laughs> well, I think, like... Or when you go out. <laughs> I think I think with, like, uh, the... The assassin, as long as we don't really associate it with what assassin means and you're only using it for the skill set, uh, I think it makes sense. Um, but also, I just think with with your character style, like being able to get whatever you need in is like a charm in itself. So like in my mind, I, I turn more to like swashbuckler style, but... Um, I considered that, but... Um... I don't remember what the specific feat was. It didn't necessarily turn me away, but there was something about the swashbuckler feat that I was like, hmm, would work really great if we were in an ocean or an aquatic scenario, but kind of the information I had, I was like, well, let's kind of go with a uh, more of a ground-based uh, uh, style. Yep. And it works. Um, so who wants to go next? Uh, so my character's name is Anya Chehara. I haven't really decided how to say that last name yet. I think it's Chehara. What's your last name? Chehara. 
Yeah, something like that. Um, she is a ghost-wise halfling. She is a uh, moon druid. <laughs> and she has a dog with a squeaky toy. Um, That's a familiar. It is. You know. She's Barker with a rabbit. So, uh, uh, Anya Shehara loosely translates from the Hindi language to mean um, she of the limitless face. So, um, as you can imagine, she um, enjoys the uh, the moon druid thing with the, you know, it's a thing. The wild shape is a thing. Um, I have never played a, a druid character for a long campaign before, so I was interested in, in starting that up. Um, I, I definitely feel... Um, like I need more practice with um, with magic users. I don't feel comfortable being a magic user, so I thought this was a good opportunity starting at level three to learn and then build up from there. So um, she uh, is kind of comes from a foreign background. Um, ended up, sorry, adorable dog. <laughs> um, ended up being captured um, and sort of held captive by um, this sort of eccentric rich couple, um, sort of kept as a pet almost, um, and did not have a very good uh, life growing up. Um, and so I think some of that um, difficulty and trauma will sort of manifest and, and you'll see that come into play later on. Um, but she is interested in um, being able to, be, because of her, her captivity, she didn't really get to, to finish learning what she started learning as a young child. Um, so she's interested in sort of honing those skills and um, becoming better at, at what she knows she has a natural talent for. She knows that she has these magical abilities. She knows that she can do things that are pretty spectacular by comparison to the average Joe. Um, but she wants to, she wants to build on that. She wants to learn more. And she heard through her travels that this was basically the place to go that if anywhere could, could take her to the next level and help her hone these skills, this is the place to be. So, and I will say that, like, it, it's not hard for y'all to hear about this, because as I said, it's, it's, Tiragoth himself was a legend that's been passed down from, you know, generation to generations, even from probably foreign lands, mm -hmm. just from the, the fact of what he accomplished in his time alive. So it, it's not, um, it wouldn't be hard to come across someone that would tell you the story if your own, like, parents or someone did not. Mm -hmm. So... Um, but yeah, uh, they, it's great. And it's good that you're starting level three as a druid, because druids can get complicated. So. <laughs> yeah. Not when you're the tank. Oh. <laughs> Have your wild shape stats ready. <laughs> At all times. All right, so now we have our last character. Yes. All right. So I am playing uh, Winston. Uh, last name to be determined later. I forgot. I forgot what it was. Uh, um, it's not Churchill, is it? No. Okay. No. Uh, Winston is a human that comes from a sailing village that a bit of bad luck struck, and his <clears throat> ship happened to sink while he was out <clears throat> on a voyage. 
Uh, and what after it had sank, he discovered that he had developed some magical powers uh, and magical abilities that he had not had before. Winston is now traveling to find the origin of the powers that he has obtained and to further develop them into uh, into something useful to him as he travels along with his pseudo-dragon companion, River. I'm sorry, what? The tiny dragon. (laughs) Pseudo means tiny. Okay. Pseudo means fake. Mm-hmm. I thought that was faux. That is also fake. <laughs> the literal translation for pseudo in Latin root means name. <laughs> Thank you. Well, read, like the, read the rule book. <laughs> so. <laughs> read the book. We already established we can't read. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> we did that early. Um, all right, yeah. So uh, what's also great about that is um, uh, there's pretty much like one small port for you to arrive at <laughs> to come to <laughs> to come to the university so that's going to be interesting um well i think you know i think this is going to be fun you know got some interesting characters for me to play with um and basically I think that is about for it. initiative. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think that's about it for the session zero here. Um, I think we gave enough details and descriptions of what is to come. Um, y'all got anything y'all want to say? No, I'm just I'm looking forward to everything, and you always put on some really fantastic world building and some really, really complex and well thought out. Uh, campaign, so I'm really looking forward to this. Thank you. Um, my character has a whistle stick. I don't know what that is. <laughs> is it a literal whistle stick? I, I really, I really hope it has a slide whistle that you just have. Like, <laughs> I just looked at that. I was like, um, where did oh, you get said whistle stick? I don't know. It's, it's just in there. I don't know. It conjures a warg. It's a whistle stick. Is that like a whistle stick? It's a musical <laughs> instrument. It is a hollow tube with holes cut throughout, much like a flute. Um, it's, a it, it's apparently a grung weapon. So it's the, the frog people uh-huh. uh, that are super broken. It, it's a, it, but you can play music with it for entertainment, but the grung also swing it about by a sturdy cord attached to create a sound recognized recognizable by other grungs, so oh. they know each other's approximate location. Oh, so it's like the thing in Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yes, oh, that's that. Cool. And additionally, grung that no thieves can't can use a whistle stick in this manner to communicate over distance. Oh, that's exciting. So it's, a, it's a grung thing. <laughs> oh, God. Well, he's not a grung, though. <laughs> um, but you just... That sounded a lot like reading. That was weird. I'm sorry. I've I, I, I read the book. <laughs> he did read the book. Okay.